You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello everybody and welcome again to the Oz Network, a podcast about films and TV shows and other things that we generally like to kind of shove into whatever we want to talk about week to week. And uh, we're here to bring you another spoiler-free recap of um, a review, really, not necessarily a recap, of a movie that's out at the cinemas. That's generally what we like to do from time to time. This week we are talking about The Big Sick, a romantic comedy that is out at the movies. And uh, let's be honest, you probably didn't expect us to go see a romantic comedy, but we have because we like to try and um, explore different genres. Uh, let me first of all say my name is Ben, and I too want to talk about 9-11. I never have talked about it after uh, 16 years, but uh, yes, and I'm it. I'm I'm all that's on this uh, podcast today. We're trying something a little bit different in terms of a solo review. Now, generally, you're used to hearing myself with Colin, myself with Marcus, myself with, well, that's about it. Nick, I guess he's around too. Brandy, other people. Um, and uh, given circumstances, uh, we are doing a solo one here. I was meant to go see this with Marcus, but life gets in the way, of course, when it comes to a variety of things. So uh, I went and still saw the film. And um, thought, well, I saw it. I may as well talk about it. And this could turn out completely fantastic. It could turn out completely disastrous. Who knows? We will uh, find out. But The Big Sick, it's uh, out in cinemas uh, at the moment, at least in Australia. Um, not sure about other markets. Uh, might have uh, missed the, the boat when it comes to uh, some other markets. I'm actually seeing here that it was released in June in the US. So um, I'm going to say it's probably not in the US anymore, but uh, at least in Australia at the moment. It's uh, out and about. But uh, it's it's a film that uh, I guess has been getting a lot of good reviews out there. It's done very well at some film festivals. And generally the consensus is that it's a, it's a decent rom-com. It's a different rom-com, I guess. And that's kind of what drew us to um, wanting to, to review this one. Now, it, it is uh, written by Emily V. Gordon and Kumal Nanjiani. Uh, Nanjiani? Now, I'm gonna, you know I'm going to butcher that name. Uh, we're just going to call him Kumal. Now, uh, I guess this film really is about... Kumal and Emily's real life relationship how these two people met uh, Kamal being a Pakistani American and kind of I guess the um, the story behind how he and his wife got to be and uh, it stars Kamal he's the main star in this one and uh, also has in it Zoe Kazan Holly Hunter Ray Romano uh, they're kind of the main ones you've also got a Dil Akhtar and Anupam Kher also in this film but um, I guess really it is all about uh, Kamal and Zoe as in the two uh, main actresses uh, and actor and actresses, I should say, uh, and Kamal uh, playing himself and, um, yeah, this story, essentially, of the uh, efforts involved in this uh, very interesting uh, love story. And uh, it's produced by Judd Apatow, of course, uh, very well-known uh, comedic uh, director and writer and producer, you know, films such as Knocked Up, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Trainwreck, you know, all these ones that kind of have uh, really taken over mainstream recently. And it's really got that, I guess, Apatow vibe to it. Um, and it's it's one that I hadn't really heard of. Marcus mentioned when we did Baby Driver, let, let's go see that. Kind of looked up and uh, watched the trailer for it. It seemed quite interesting. And um, it's, it's definitely... A very interesting film, to say the least. And given this is spoiler-free, um, we, you know, obviously won't mention too much about some of the aspects of it that can be uh, seen as spoilerific. Uh, given it's also a romantic comedy, uh, <laughs> I guess you can also 
generally get the vibe of where a film like this will go. But I guess the storyline to kind of go into what the main plot is of The Big Sick. Essentially, Kamal, he is a comedian who lives in Chicago. He works part-time as an Uber driver um, and obviously is trying to, you know, make it big as a as a comedian and uh, performs a routine uh, weekly. Uh, I believe it's weekly. I don't know if that's really distinguished the timeline of that. Um Stand-up shows in a stand-up club in Chicago. He's got a bunch of friends and uh, also performs a weird one-man show, which we see at one point. Um, and basically, one night, uh, he meets a girl, uh, that girl being uh, Emily. Uh, they have essentially a one-night stand, I guess you would say, and uh, go on to form a relationship and it kind of comes with the trials and tribulations that are involved with that, given that Kamal is a Pakistani-American, as I mentioned. Uh, Emily is a, a Caucasian-American. And I guess kind of when it comes down to it, um, you know, obviously a variety of situations, you know, the, the family background of Kamal and the Pakistani uh, heritage and kind of, you know, what that means in terms of things like arranged marriage and kind of just the opinions of the family. Uh, and then obviously when it comes to Emily, I guess just the, the varying uh, aspects of that. And also... Um, I guess, and we can, when we say spoiler free, generally if it's in the trailer, we're going to consider it as not a spoiler. So pretty much everything I'm saying here, if you've seen the trailer for it, you'll see where I'm going with it. Uh, at a certain point in the film, there is a uh, conflict between Kamal and Emily. Not that you didn't realize that was going to happen at one point. Uh, Emily is, uh, basically then in a coma. And at that point we meet Emily's parents, uh, played by Holly Hunter and Ray Romano. And it kind of then turns into, I guess, uh, this interesting situation with Kamal trying to win back Emily when she's in a coma. And through all that, you've obviously got Kamal's family who are constantly trying to, you know, set him up with other Pakistani women given that, you know, arranged marriage and things along those lines and kind of, you know, battling the misconceptions of, of American life and everything along those lines. I mean, again, everything that's in the trailer kind of really explains it. Um, and, yeah, it's it's certainly... Uh, I keep saying an interesting movie because I, I kind of went into this, I guess, with... I don't know what expectations I had going into this. I, I expected a comedy. I mean, clearly a romantic comedy. It's called a rom-com. And given it's a Judd Apatow sort of produced film, you, you, you've got that style of Judd Apatow. You know, if you've ever seen Knocked Up, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, you know, any any movie like that, you kind of know he's, he's over, it's not even over the top, his style in terms of, I guess, that out-there comedy, that gross-out comedy almost, you would say. But I guess on the grand scheme of things, um, it's not a typical Judd Apatow film. And his name's only on it as a producer. He didn't write this film. Um, you know, this obviously was written by, uh, you know, Kumal and Emily. And it's semi-autobiographical on kind of how they met. And um, I really didn't get a, an overall vibe in terms of uh, a real Apatow feel, feel for the film, only some aspects of it. So I guess if you're going into this and you see the Judd Apatow name on this uh, poster or, or kind of the credits and you're thinking, like, this is just going to be a typical Judd Apatow film, it's not. Uh, it's also not a typical romantic comedy. I think that's kind of how they're, um, they're tagging it. You know, they're basically saying this is not your average romantic comedy. I mean, the tagline on the poster is an awkward true story. And I think kind of... This is probably what, in a way, you would expect a romantic comedy to be in 2017, but it's also something that it, it's it's got elements to it that it, it's... 
I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of dramatic in parts where you almost forget you're watching a romantic comedy. To me, it's a very disjointed film that you kind of have elements where you, you're plugging along and you've got a vibe for it and you're feeling really good about certain things and you're enjoying it, but then kind of something, you know, happens. It's very laid in the fact that you've got a very distinct beginning, you've got a very distinct middle, and you've got a very distinct end. And that's where I feel it really gets disjointed because they're connected, but at the same time they're not, and there's just elements I feel that just don't work with this kind of three-part arc of this story. Um, and for a romantic comedy... It's kind of interesting to go into that. Now, I, I, again, don't necessarily know if that comes down to, you know, 2017 style of filmmaking that you're not going to get your typical Hugh Grant, Julia Roberts, you know, romantic comedy that you might be sort of, uh, you know, a tribute to the genre. But it's just kind of interesting. And, and look, you know, Colin and I and anyone on this show can joke about romantic comedies. You know, we're not necessarily the target audience because we generally have a penis and that's kind of not generally what romantic comedies are directed to. But I think kind of if you go into this assuming it's just going to be your stock standard romantic comedy, then you're going to come out with varying opinions of it because I think the trailer summarises it well at what type of film. And the trailer really sells it as a Judd Apatow film. And... I think it's not necessarily a Judd Apatow film, as I keep saying with it. Um, and, like, it's obviously, as is the case in a lot of these reviews, it, it's difficult to kind of go into too much detail without spoiling it. But I guess, you know, again, based off what we see in the trailer, when it comes down to the fact that you have this, you know, beginning when these two have met and they're kind of having this quirky little awkward, uh, you know, the the honeymoon phase, I guess, of the relationship, it's, it's very enjoyable. It's like... Both, um, you know, Kamal and uh, Zoe Kazan have great chemistry. And I, I will be honest, when I went into this, I actually thought that Zoe Kazan was his wife. I thought that, given that this was based on his life, that they were both just playing themselves. Um, and I've only just realised that, no, Zoe Kazan's the actor and Emily uh, the writer. So um, this must have been very interesting, I think, given that these two have great chemistry, that it's sort of really based off... Um, you know, the, the real life of that. And, like, the opening part of the film is great. Uh, you're really enjoying it. It's kind of one of these ones that we talk a lot about here on the Oz Network when it comes to you're enjoying a film and you don't necessarily have to look at your watch and go, oh, how long has this got to go? You know, the, the chemistry is great. The way they meet is fant- fantastic. Just the little backwards and forth is great. And just the development of their, their relationship, it's like it's amazing. I think it starts to really fall away, though, when they have this conflict. You know, you see a bit of it in the trailer, and it's obviously a lot more extended. Um, and it just feels very forced that it's, I mean, great chemistry between these two when they're in love. But when it comes to fighting, it's its an interesting way of looking at it. Because I think if you listen to our other shows, if you, say, listen to our Nip Tuck coverage, available now via the Oz Network, uh, and Nick and I are talking about, say, the characters of Christian Troy and Gina, and we say, when they fight, it's fantastic. Because even the chemistry when they fight is fantastic. You believe their fights. Like they want to just rip each other apart, but then they're going to have sex two seconds later. I just didn't believe these two fighting. And I think, honestly, that comes down to Kamal um, and I like Kamal. He he he's great in this film. But there's many elements to him as an actor that I just don't buy. And I I'm not familiar with the work of Kamal. Uh, I don't know in terms of his acting if he's done many uh, acting before. I, I read he was in an episode of the X Files, uh, the reboot from last season. I can't remember which one he was. Clearly, he's obviously a fan of the X Files because there's lots of references to the X Files in this. Um, but I just don't buy him as an actor. There's just some scenes which just really just, 
he doesn't handle and he's he's very wooden and very plain and some of the dramatic scenes he just doesn't handle it uh whereas you know zoe you really can see the differences between the two of them in terms of their acting abilities when it comes to these fights and i think that kind of is where the film goes a bit skew if uh, then we have the whole middle section, which is essentially, uh, you know, the coma part of the of the movie. And I will say that the way the trailer sells the coma is um, uh, it's a trailer, so you've got to believe it in a certain way. And I can't really go into too much details in terms of what I'm meaning by the way I'm trying to code this, but it's a lot different to what you're expecting, uh, the whole coma part of the movie. And again, this whole other... I can't really go into too much into the ending without spoiling the middle, but it's... There are some great sequences then in the middle, which kind of you forget about this skew if moment when we get into this other section and kind of when Ray Romano and Holly Hunter come into it. You've got a whole different film almost. And I love both Ray Romano and Holly Hunter's characters. They're they're fantastic. And just kind of their chemistry is, is great. Uh, you know, Ray Romano, I, I've not really seen a whole lot of him outside of Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, but he's great. He's fantastic. He really, you know, he kind of has that typical Ray Romano style to him, but he's also quite different. And Holly Hunter, obviously Holly Hunter is fantastic. So, um, you know, both uh, the standouts I feel in this film, as is Zoe Kazan. But I just feel that kind of Kamal's just ability kind of works weirdly. Like, And then even when he's acting with, with Ray Romano and Holly Hunter, like, there are definitely sequences where they're great together, but there are there are some sequences where it's just like you just you feel that Kamal's really weak in the acting chops when it comes to some of these scenes. And that, I think, really does let it down. And again, just the the fact that it's so jagged in terms of how it's all connected and you got one thing happening and this, that, and everything else. And then one thing I definitely will say about the film, at uh, two hours and four minutes, it's way too long. I, I, I think there was definitely issues with the length of this film there are parts that just dragged on there were parts in this film that didn't need to be there you could have easily chopped 24 minutes of this made a hundred minute film and you would have had the same effect to it and probably would have been uh something that would have been a lot more enjoyable and again i'm not saying i didn't entirely enjoy this film there were just there were parts then say the middle towards the end where i am looking at my watch i'm going how long has this got to go um and even when you kind of get to a point where you feel a conclusion's coming then there'll be something else happening or a random scene here and there and there are many sort of side characters thrown into it. I mentioned at the beginning how he's generally, um, I guess, uh, out there stand-upping with his friends. Some of his side friends, I guess, you just are there. And it's kind of just, you know... I, I wouldn't go into this film really taking anything out except for the main four and Kamal, Zoe, Holly Hunter and Ray Romano. But having said that, and on kind of on a side note, outside of Kamal's friends, Kamal's family, though, his, particularly his parents... Uh, are definitely a standout, as is his brother, um, and, you know, in the few scenes I have. But, I mean, they definitely turn out, uh, you know, a surprising aspect of it. And I think kind of, you know, from your stock standard, uh, you know, different cultures, you know, Clash of Cultures film, you know, there's many stereotypes in there that you're going to expect. You know, obviously, you know, a Pakistani family who are used to, say, arranged marriage and when that conflict arises with the conflict when it comes to sort of, you know, an American Western style uh, relationship, of course, it's your stock standard stuff. But it is done in a way that's kind of, it's it's sweet in many aspects of it. And there's definitely some great humour in, I guess, the dealings of it. Again, the trailer, which shows uh, one of the, the many wives that he's kind of shoved down Camille's throat about the X-Files. You know, that's a funny scene. Um, and it's kind of, you know, it, it plays out as a, a main plot point of it, as this sort of cross-culture. But again, at the same time, it's not 
completely all about the cross-cultural aspect to it. There's many references and many parts of this film which is about the fact that Kamal is Pakistani and he's trying to live in America. But one thing that I will credit this film is that that's not the overlying sort of standpoint of this film. It is about the relationship of Kamal and Zoe and an element to their relationship that is holding it back are the conflicts that arise with the cross-cultures, but it's not purely all about that. And that's one thing that I really did appreciate that, you know, you didn't come out of this feel like you've been educated on, you know, an interracial relationship. You know what I mean? It's kind of when they're together, you don't even realize that, you know, Kamal's, uh, you know, Pakistani and, and Emily's Caucasian. You know, it's, it's just something you just, you just goes out the door. It's only when kind of the Pakistani storyline comes into it that you kind of realize it, which I think that's done well. I think it's kind of handled um, very, very well. One thing I will say, I, I mean, I keep mentioning the trailer and, if you've seen the trailer, you know, there are some, there are bits in, you watch the trailer and you laugh at the trailer. In terms of the humor, I will sadly say that a lot of the jokes are basically in the trailer. So you kind of come out of it, um, knowing when the punchline's coming, you know, there'll be a scene and you're like, oh, this is the trailer, but you know what's happening. And with any comedy film, not just rom- rom-coms, but any film with humor in it, if you leave the cinema or you stop watching it and the only bits that are the funny bits are the ones you've already seen in the trailer like 50 times, it kind of loses uh, a bit of the um, the pizzazz, I guess, of the, the comedy. Uh, I mean, there were generally at least two laugh-out-loud moments that I can think of uh, that were very funny. There is a scene that's in the trailer that is kind of followed up with another scene, which is, I mean, I literally laughed out loud. I just, I could not help myself. It was actually quite funny. But for the most part, you know, 90% of the humour in this has already been seen in the trailers, which, I mean, is disappointing, again, given you know when the punchline is coming along. But there are some definitely a few other ones along the way. Um, it's just, it's it's definitely too long. Uh, I think that the pacing is just off. Um, but, I mean, there are definitely some positive moments to the, to the film. Um, you know, again, Kamal without his the negative side that I said to it, he, he does kind of have some great moments too, like the deadpan humour, that real sort of dry, sarcastic humour that he can deliver. I mean, he brought those laugh-out-loud moments with kind of how he, he would deliver that. I mean, it's your stock standard comedy, I guess, that you're used to now for any form of comedy like this. It's just kind of how it is. Judd Apatow is the king of delivering that style of comedy. Um, so I definitely, you feel his element when it comes to that, but again, not being too familiar with the work of Kamal, uh, I don't necessarily know if this is also just his general when it comes to stand up or, you know, like if, when we're seeing his stand up on stage, this is, you know, the Kamal Nanjani, Nanjini, Nanjiani, Kamal's uh, general stand up performance, if you know what I mean. So, um, it's it's interesting. Uh, the, the, I mean, this is one for the Australian uh, listeners. The, the Carl Barron movie that he did, um, I can't even remember the name of it. But, like, I mean, if, you, if anyone is a fan of Carl Barron, you would know. Was it Manny Lewis? I think that was the name of it. That's right. Um, you know, the stand-up that we see in that is basically his stand-up. So I'm going to assume that, um, you know, the, the Kamal uh, Nanjiani... Um, stand-up is his own stand-up. I think it would be weird for a stand-up comedian sort of doing a movie on himself to go, oh, no, this isn't my stand-up. I'm actually this type of stand-up comedian. So, um, you know, and a lot of that was was quite funny. And it's kind of... It's interesting to kind of see, I guess, this um, this this life of a stand-up comedian. 
Uh, I, I think it was Funny People, wasn't it? That was that was a Judd Apatow film, if I'm not mistaken. Please, somebody correct me. I was an Adam Sandler film. Probably might not relate the two. I've actually never seen it. But from what I've heard, that kind of also portrays, you know, the life of a, a stand-up uh, comedian as well. It is a Judd Apatow film. I've just looked at that. Thank you very much, Ben. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, see, even I'm disjointed. This is what happens when you do a, one of these by yourself. You lose track of uh, what you're kind of going along with. I, again, I enjoyed this film. For the most part, it was an enjoyable film. As somebody who is as single as whatever you want to say, I saw this movie by myself. This is a great date movie. I would happily take out somebody on a date to see this movie if somebody would be willing to do the, do that. And... I got to this cinema. I was the only person sitting in the cinema until uh, two girls sat in front of me and then there was another older couple who sat to the left of me. When there are parts of this film that I'm getting more enjoyment out of watching the two girls be very friendly with themselves in front of me, um, uh, yeah, uh, then, you know, it's, there are issues there. If I'm finding more enjoyment watching them sort of get it on rather than the characters on the screen. And I think a lot of that is the middle section of the film. You know, I mean, it's again, it's it's... It's interesting to see kind of these parts of it. And again, it's great to see Kamal act with Holly Hunter and Ray Romano, but then he's carrying a lot of these scenes by himself and just his acting chops, I just feel, weren't entirely up to scratch with that. And then the ending of the film, the sort of the third, the final third of the film, it just, it feels, it feels weird. And I I wasn't huge on the ending. I just feel that kind of going on to the, the runtime, it feels like there were just added conflicts that didn't need to be there. And, I mean, you know your romantic comedy trope. You know, they fall in love, there's conflict, they somehow get broken up, but in the end, they happily live ever after. It's your typical romantic comedy. I could sit here right now uh, for the next 10 minutes and write down characters, what's going to happen, and the fact that they'll fall in love. It's pretty stock standard romantic comedy formula. 90% of this film is stock standard romantic comedy formula. There are elements that definitely aren't, but there are just elements that are just so dragged on. And it's interesting I mentioned, say, like your standard Hugh Grant film. There's Hugh Grant references in this, and I'm a huge Hugh Grant fan. And it's kind of, it's interesting just with the references of it. And it's kind of, it's very self-referential in some of the facts that they do that. Uh, and yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how it's done, but it's just, I don't feel a romantic comedy should go for two hours long. Uh, particularly when you've got parts of it that just really are kind of just dragging on. And I think a lot of that comes down to that. I don't want to say it's trying to be arty. I know it's kind of, you know, it premiered at the Sundance Film Festival and kind of you'd expect slightly elements of that. You can feel it to a point, and I'm not taking a shot at arty films. I just feel that it kind of, it just doesn't know how to, which way to take itself when you've got those elements where you're trying to be that way. You know what I mean? And it's... I don't know if that just speaks for how comedies are done in 2017 or how romantic comedies are done, you know, in 2017. It's just, it's just a very interesting way of kind of going out to it. I mean, for example, here's, here's a random little side note that I can pick out here. I'm looking at the poster right now and, you know, you've got Kamal, you've got Zoe Kazan at the front, you know, and they've kind of got this awkward stand. You've got their family members in the background, which is kind of, you know, standard, but there's a, there's a shot here and, and Kamal, if you look at what he's, he's holding a giraffe. Now, there is a part of this film where a giraffe is involved. But if I see a giraffe on the poster, I'm going to assume that that is a huge plot line to the, the storyline. It's about a a two-minute blink-and-you-miss plot line. It's, it's kind of cute, 
what happens, but at the same time, it's not poster-worthy. So, even in looking at the poster, to me, it kind of seems a little bit confused in what it's trying to sell you in many parts of this film where it's kind of, you know, confused in terms of, of how it's it's kind of portraying itself. So, yeah, I mean, I'm disjointed um, in terms of, I guess, my thought processes. Again, and blame that on being by myself. But I just think it kind of sums up the film. And, I mean, it's, it's definitely a film that I, as I said, go and see it with your respective loved one, a date movie, definitely. Um, and I, I really think that it, it, it could have been a lot better if they had just shortened it. That's, that's, I guess, my overall summary for it. And, again, a film is going to struggle when you show all the funny bits in a trailer because nothing's really going to zing you when you watch it. Um, it's beautifully shot. Chicago, I'm a lover of all things Chicago. And, I mean, while it doesn't play a huge element to it, you know, there are parts of Chicago that you see. And, um, again, I think we've sort of mentioned this in our Baby Driver review uh, and kind of other things. I'm always paying attention to where it's set and how much the the setting takes place of the film. And, you know, you'd, I think, say, Baby Driver had more of an Atlanta feel to it than this in terms of having a Chicago feel to it. But, you know, there's, there's Chicago Cubs references and kind of other elements to that where, you know, the city is, is referenced. So... Um, I just think it's, it's well shot. It's, it's very well, you know, it's a, it's a good look to everything, Howard. And I kind of mentioned just like the, the self reference, like the pop culture references are fun as well. Like, uh, you know, with Kamal with his X-File references. I mean, obviously the trailer, there's the X-File part, but I mean, just reading in, in Kamal in real life, he's a huge X-Files fan. As I said, he was in an episode of the reboot last year. Uh, he has an X-Files podcast. So, um, yeah, clearly Kamal is a huge X-Files fan and, you know, just even like a little side reference, uh, you know, to help plug our own uh, shows that we're doing here obviously just recently covered the uh the living dead george romero series and uh there's actually a part in it referencing night of the living dead so um it's kind of like hey just watch that film download now via the oz network so that was kind of just a, a little moment where i i found it um quite interesting so uh yeah, you can really see why we have other co-hosts on this show because really I feel like I've talked about everything I can and we're only going to end up having like a half-hour episode of this right now. But um, I definitely, I think, in concluding points when it comes to it, uh, I just think in terms of the standouts, I mean, going over the actors, as I said, uh, Holly Hunter and Ray Romano are the standouts. For sure, Holly Hunter, I'm going to give it to her. She is the standout in this film. Uh, I mean, such a great actress. Everyone loves Holly Hunter. I think she's kind of almost like the female Tom Hanks, isn't she? Like, everybody loves Holly Hunter. Uh, Ray Romano, again, like, don't go into this thinking like, oh, fuck, I hate Ray Romano. He's not funny. Or, God, everybody loves Raymond. It's such an overrated show. He's he's not really that typecast. Again, 90% if this is not Ray Romano. There's some Ray Romano elements to it. But, um, I mean, some of his humor is just random. It's just kind of random. And I, I like seeing Ray Romano in this, in this light. Um, and kind of just, there's a bit of a side plot with him and, and Holly Hunter, which is kind of interesting. It kind of, again, comes out of the blue. Um, and it kind of feels forced. I will say that. But, I mean, besides that, you know. I think it's great. I mean, there's particularly one scene with Holly Hunter, sort of, uh, she deals with the way she deals with a heckler when it comes into a comedy club, which is, yeah, it's, it's full on, uh, but it's also quite funny in kind of just how she sort of hand, handles it. And I read that's kind of based off a real life incident, uh, involving Holly Hunter at a tennis match, um, which was sort of written in after, uh, she had a discussion with Kamal about it. So yeah, definitely those two. Um, and Kamal's parents as well. Um, now, I, I believe it's Adil Akhtar and Zenobia Shroff. I, look, again, don't quote me on that because it's kind of only gotten there. And then Navid's his brother, Adil Akhtar. 
um, it doesn't really necessarily have their parents' names. So I just in terms of the actors, but in the in the scenes that we do have with his family, they're they're quite good. And and all the sort of the side characters, like all his potential wives, are quite funny. You know, they've all got quirks about them, which is great. And uh, his mother also is is a standout as well. Um, and I wish I could one hundred percent tell you what her name is. I think it might be a new perm care. Um, but again, uh, don't completely. No, that's his dad. Uh, sorry, that's his dad. He's a new Pum Care. Uh, he's he's great. He's he's fantastic. But I think it might be actually Zenobia Shroff is his mother. But uh, yeah, his parents. You know, again, not uh, overall in terms of um, seen a lot, but. Um, yeah, they're, they're definitely standouts. Uh, and, yeah, Zoe Kazan, I probably haven't really talked too much about her. I, again, not overly familiar with her work, but um, she's definitely a standout in terms of just what she's doing. And, I mean, a large portion of this film, she's not in it because she's in a coma. Um, so it's kind of what she does. So it's, it's, it's interesting to kind of have this romantic comedy where a large part of the conflict and, I guess, the, the part where the couple has to get together... Um, they're not kind of on screen together because she's in a bed for a lot of this film. So um, it's a bit of a twist on the romantic comedy and it's it's kind of, it's interesting how that works. But yeah, for what we do see of Zoe, she's great. Um, you know, typical romantic comedy in terms of the fact that me as a male is going to get frustrated at a lot of her viewpoints in a relationship. And this is, again, I guess what you have in romantic comedies, isn't it? That the male or the female who are watching the movie are going to have different thought processes in terms of who's handling the fight better and situations. And you're like, no, you said this and you know, she said this. And it's just kind of, it's interesting that. Uh, Kamal, again, like, look, I'm not having anything against Kamal. I'm not saying he's terrible. I mean, I think he handles the majority of this film very, very well. The type of humour, he's very, you know, woodening, I guess, how he delivers things. But it's just some of the dramatic scenes I just don't think he handles well. Uh, there are some elements to kind of how he handles sections, which I just I just don't buy, and it kind of feels very forced. And again, the, the differing acting abilities of other people on screen with him are very vast when it comes to, you know, dramatic scenes. And that's one thing that I definitely feel uh can be held back with it so yeah it's it's kind of interesting to sort of look at it that way but um for sure i think that that is very noticeable when it comes down to really analyzing this film so i guess kind of at the end of the day um being by myself i still gotta still gotta review it and uh, obviously if you're tuning into the oz network for the very first time you've chosen a really random one i guess to kind of uh, jump on board because uh we do probably have other better episodes than this folks uh with other people on it besides just you know hearing my voice but um yeah so our review system obviously is buy it i loved it i absolutely want to see it again rent it it's kind of like it's okay yeah i might you know watch it when i was on tv or something along those lines been it hated it shit never see it again wasted you know two hours of my life uh I am going to give it a rent. I feel that uh, it's not buy-worthy. Um, you know, it's it's one that I wouldn't rush out to see again. Uh, if Again, it was on TV, sure. Uh, when it comes out, if we want to do a proper recap of it, sure. Um, but it's it's definitely one that I, you know, I wouldn't be rushing out to see. Might be a bit more enjoyable if I went out to see it again and I had a date. Hi, everyone out there. If you're listening, want to go out on a date with me? Sure, I'll go and see it with you. I'll spoil it for you halfway through. Um, but yeah, I, I necessarily wouldn't go out and see it again. Um, and I mean, it's, it's not terrible, terrible that I just think it's the worst film of all time. It's not, it's not in the Binnett category. So going to give it a firm rent. Um, and I for sure would be interested in hearing uh, what other people think of it. Uh, no doubt if you're listening to this. And I mean, obviously outside of myself, because clearly I've got no brain, I'll like die another day. Um, it's, it's doing quite well. Critically, currently, at least at the time of recording this, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. 8.3 out of 10 is the average 
um, which is fascinating. I, I went into this thing as going to be like perfect. You know, on Metacritic's 86 out of 100. Um, and on Cinema Score, it's got an average of A. So, uh, I mean, again, it's got very good reviews. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, so that's kind of where it's sitting at the moment. Box office wise, it's done fairly decently. $39.3 million globally at the moment, uh, on a budget of only $5 million. So, um, yeah, Kamal's made a bit of money off this one, I feel. And, um, I mean, it was, it was co-distributed actually by Amazon Studios. And apparently there was a bidding war after it was shown at, um, at Sundance to basically who will distribute this film. And one of the people, uh, one of the companies I read was planning on distributing it was Netflix, but uh, Kamal, you know, wanted a theatrical release, uh, didn't want it to go straight to Netflix. So, um, yeah, Amazon won the bidding and helped distribute it. Uh, Lion Gate Films as well. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. That's why it's out there doing quite well at the box office. Again, as I said at the beginning of this episode, it's been out in the US for about uh, two months, but um, Australia, we, uh, we get it now. So, yeah. Uh, there you go. New Zealand will probably get in about another two years. But, uh, yeah, that's The Big Sick, uh, a film that, uh, for sure, I would recommend seeing on a date. Not the greatest movie of all time, but uh, an interesting one. I guess we can, we can you know, it's tagline an awkward true story. I'd put, like, an interesting film. Maybe see it if you like that kind of stuff. Uh, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you want to shout us a message, comment us on what you thought of The Big Sick. We'd love to hear your opinions. If you think I'm an absolute dickhead, you've got the worst taste in all time, Ben. Die another day is shit, so is not The Big Sick because it's brilliant. Uh, you can message us in if you think it's terrible and you want to tell me why. Message in or if you agree with me. You know, cool. That would be nice as well for once. Uh, comment to this post wherever you're looking at it. Of course, on Facebook, Twitter, send us a message. We email the Oz Network and hotmail.com, uh, the Oz Network.net. Click on the contact. There's a contact form there. It goes directly to my inbox, so I will be able to see it there. Um, but as always, we appreciate any feedback. Uh, and always, you can always get these episodes directly to your device. I won't say always all the time. Uh, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, they're all available. While you're there, subscribe. Clearly, that's why you're going to be there. You can and uh, rate us, leave us comments, everything else in between. We obviously appreciate all that sort of stuff. And you can stay up to date with what we've got coming up because in terms of movies, we've got some great things coming up. We've got some very busy weeks happening between now and the end of the year. Can you believe we can talk about the end of the year now? Only four months of the year remaining. But uh, I'm sure you've heard us tag in a few of our other shows uh, that we've got anniversary month coming up for September. Very, very excited for this one. Uh, we're going to be looking at four films that are celebrating a variety of different anniversaries. We've got two films celebrating their 20th anniversary. Titanic. Yes, we're doing Titanic. I'm so excited for that. And Face Off. Uh, we've got a film celebrating its 25th anniversary. That is White Men Can't Jump. That is the most random, obscure film that I'd never even thought about covering but we're doing it because colin says it's good so we're going to look at it and then happy 30th anniversary dirty dancing you'll have the time of your life listening to that i've never seen dirty dancing and i'm going to lose my dirty dancing virginity and i kind of feel with a name like dirty dancing i might need to wear a condom so we will have to wait and see how that plays out but that's anniversary month we're looking forward to that and again leading into the end of the year star wars and justice league the two big ones coming out we're going to be doing weeks worth of coverage uh, up into leading into them since what we did with spider-man so we're looking at a bunch of the dc films a bunch of the star wars films not necessarily the ones you think we will be doing but uh stay tuned for that 
And in terms of new releases, um, we will obviously be keeping up to date with whatever's at the cinemas outside of those big releases. I believe Colin and Jamie will be doing a form of recap on The Dark Tower, so stay tuned to that. Colin did see the new Planet of the Apes film, which is probably not that new anymore, but uh, he's basically going to see how I go doing this solo, and he might do a solo one by himself. Does that make sense? I don't know, but we'll see how we go. Uh, Maybe you'll get a few more of these solo uh, reviews happening in the future. So uh, stay tuned to the Oz Network. Got plenty to come, but uh, we always do appreciate your company. The Big Sick, again, in cinemas now. Go and see it if you're a romantic comedy fan uh, on a date. If you're solo like me, yeah, maybe go see something else and wait for it to come out in DVD. Again, I've rented it, so um, we'll see how that plays out. Thank you for your company. This has been The Oz Network. My name is Ben. We will speak to you next time wherever you are hearing my voice on The Oz Network. Thank you for listening to The Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.